Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome everyone to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, your number one source for snackable tidbits that help you optimize your Dynamics 365 experience. Kevin, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you do repeating tasks? KJ, the first thing that I do is I begrudgingly sigh out of frustration as I get ready to perform the task. Then I think about how I need to find a way to do this automatically. That's why I'm frustrated because it's a task that I know could be done better and more efficiently. I 100% agree. But does that also include process improvement? Yes, good old process improvement. Reducing confusion and simplifying the process to accomplish a goal is what everyone needs, regardless of the industry that they're in or their company size. Technology can vastly improve well-designed processes by reducing errors and even providing insights to the process that can then drive strategies in different directions that the company sees fit. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I love that you mentioned well-designed process. Too many times I've worked with customers that think adding technology to a poorly designed process will solve their problems. It does not. You know, you end up with an expensive technology and your process hasn't changed. The great thing about today's episode is we have a leader in process improvement. So he knows a thing or two about automating repetitive tasks. So let me go ahead and introduce today's guest, Duncan Glover. As the VP of Marketing and Sales Digital Technology at ServiceNow, Duncan leads the team that delivers and supports implementations of CRM, CPQ, data analytics, compensation, and other marketing and sales technologies to propel ServiceNow's GTM organizations to the best-in-class status. Duncan, welcome to the show. Thanks, KJ. It's a pleasure being here. Ah, thank you. Thank you. So let's dive right in, Duncan. So what internal and external factors led ServiceNow to invest in Dynamics 365? Yeah, it's a great question. So I came into ServiceNow four years ago. We had a homegrown CRM. It wasn't scaling. We, we weren't able to collaborate. The ability to kind of follow up on actions, to understand insights just wasn't there. So we looked out in the marketplace and we did, we did the vendor evaluation. And uh, when the Microsoft team came in, we were really impressed, right? We loved the way that the integration with Office was there, right? The ability to actually bring data into Excel, the ability to generate PowerPoint, as an example, was super important to us, right? We loved the vision in terms of where Microsoft was going. We weren't a team shop at that point. We then became a team shop. You delivered Teams, we now use Teams in Dynamics, right? So that was one thing. And then really from a, from a technology perspective, we wanted to make sure we had a, a CRM that A, may kind of fit into our ecosystem, but B was actually really easy to build on, 
right? Having been in this, this game for a while, you don't want to buy a technology where you've got where you can't find anybody who has that that particular skill set, right? And we found with, with Dynamics, we we could find that skill set, not as much as others, but it's de definitely growing, right? So that was another another uh, thing that we we considered as we purchased you. Gosh, four years ago, can you believe it? Wow, wow. Well, we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Duncan, you hit a lot of key points as to why KJ and I are passionate about the Dynamics platform. So do you mind just walking us through how it's being used today at ServiceNow? I know you mentioned, you know, Teams is a big yeah. thing. We'd love to get an idea of that. Yeah, we'd love to. So all of our sales organization use Dynamics today. That starts at our sales development reps, where we actually bring leads in, and then managing those leads, building out the sequences within the sales accelerator, and then actually converting those leads into meetings. That's when our, our sales reps actually pick it up and start managing that pipeline, right? Our solution consultants manage all their engagements in Dynamics. So be it a demonstration to customer X, logging a technical win, we're using Dynamics to do that. But then the cool features that we've, we've enabled probably over the past two years, really focus on that team selling, that collaboration, right? So we were early adopters of Microsoft Teams integrated in Dynamics. I think we, we helped design a little bit with your product team. We use that and we're starting to see more adoption. In fact, our head of sales sits in his beautiful office and he is teamsing his sales teams. Like, where are we with this particular deal? What are your next steps? So he's a big adopter of that particular technology. The other piece that we, we're starting to really get involved in a little bit more is we love the change of experience, right? So, you know, your old user experience wasn't the best. When we actually implemented, we were on the new experience, which is better. And now we, we're looking at things like deal manager, which is that next generation experience of actually how you'd manage your pipeline, right? And not only manage your pipeline, but take action on it as well there and then versus having to click a button into the record, make the change, rinse and repeat. Love all the different use cases. And when we think about the technology, it's only going to be as powerful if people use it. And one thing that I've seen with customers is they struggle with the user adoption. Some people are set in their ways, even though it's not as scalable as you had mentioned in the past, it worked for them. So how did you help improve user adoption across your company at ServiceNow? Yeah. No salesperson likes a CRM. They don't want any data, right? It's a, <laughs> it's a compliance tool. And what we've tried to do, I can't say we've been 100% successful, but we're, we're doing our best is like when you go into CRM, what can you get out of it? So how are we starting to integrate signals into our CRM? So we have our own amazing data scientist team at ServiceNow who have built some great predictive models, right? So is this deal gonna close within this quarter? They've built some great account management models, right? To really identify, is this account gonna churn? What should the next step be for this customer? So we're actually embedding those into Dynamics to get some stickiness. So when you go into Dynamics, it's not just a update your next steps or change your forecast status. It's now you can go into Dynamics to get some additional information. We're bringing some ecosystem partners in as well, like LinkedIn Sales Navigator, like Demand Base, so that when you're in Dynamics, 
and you're researching your customer, you've got a couple of avenues to go and find out, you know, external information, those signals to help you with your your day-to-day interactions with that customer. That's super great. So you talked about signals and, and bringing those in and giving it to the seller. Has that increased your deal closure rate? And what type of churn have you seen with customers based on that yeah. as well? Good question, KJ. I would say we don't really have the measurable metrics around deal closure rate. So I can't really answer that. We do have measurable churn metrics. So when it comes to renewal risk, we actually integrate our own internal analytics directly in dynamics. So we're actually able to understand why is this potential, this customer potentially a renewal risk, right? And more importantly, what can you do about it? Right. And that's something we have measured. We implemented that particular feature, I think January 2021. And we're seeing about a $5 million a quarter risk being removed because people are using that particular feature, which is, I think, which is really good. Right. Absolutely. So it just shows when you bring analytics into your workflow, it makes a difference. And you can bring analytics from anywhere into the workflow within Dynamics. Right. No, that's that's amazing. Five million dollars. I, I would like to have that right now, actually. Um, <laughs> but if, if we look at the users, what about the training? I, I mean, you you have to get them to adopt kind of like Kevin said, and you alluded to it yeah. as well. But what what type of training programs do you have for your users to get them to adopt to move forward? Yeah, so we weren't a one and done, right? So roll dynamics out two years ago, train train the users, and then the change management organization kind of walks away. We've had change management embedded into the program ever since the start, and they're still with us today, alive and going. We've gone with multiple different approaches. We have a digital touch approach, so we leverage WalkMe as an example. So actually within the tool, we build out kind of walk me journeys around new features so that if you're not sure how to create an account plan, as an example, guess what? Here's your 25 steps. So that's worked out really well. We also hold quarterly town halls where we actually invite the entire sales organization in. We have speakers from the actual user base themselves who are able to explain success stories and kind of be the champions or evangelists, as you like, out to their peers within the the different geographies. Fantastic. Now, Duncan, when you talked about Dynamics, you also mentioned other applications or solutions rather that integrate into Dynamics that help make the lives of your salespeople better. Can you share with us that experience with those third-party tools? How are they working together? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I talked about Demandbase, right, who I believe Microsoft were partners with at one point. Very easy integration. The hardest thing really is real estate, right? Because when you have a CRM, you typically have a lot of other third parties, be it a customer reference tool, your CPQ, your customer insights tool, your business value creation tool. We've got all these, yeah? So the integration typically is fairly straightforward. What What I found is, in 90% of the cases, it's very much plug and play configuration based versus having to actually build custom integrations with those with a third party. We go to the store, we download the app, and then you configure. There have been certain situations where you've had to build some customizations, but that's always the case, right? Right. So the experience has been good so far. We'd like to see more companies integrate with Dynamics. So hopefully that's on the horizon because Whenever we go and look at third parties, the first question is, are you Dynamics? And 
you don't always get the answer yes. So <laughs> if you can get more partners in your ecosystem, that would certainly help the likes of me out. No, I, I like that. And I think you're looking to the future a lot. And so with the future, what about AI? What what is ServiceNow? What is your team doing to utilize AI with within the company? Yeah. So I think I mentioned a couple of things, KJ, about, about AI. We do have this data science organization, right? Our CEO, Bill McDermott, has his own dashboard. It's not in Dynamics. It's soon to be Power we'll BI. We'll work on that. Yeah. But he... <laughs> Maybe he after tries, he listens to this. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, tries, he tries to beat the, beat the number, right? So, mm-hmm. we, you know, a lot of um, AI is happening around retention risk. As I mentioned before, deals closing this quarter. We're trying to get more contact intelligence. Who's talking to who? Where are the connections? Are the handoffs or are the conversations ongoing versus one and done? Yeah. I suppose the crown jewel is going to be the, the next step, right? So how do we be more prescriptive to our salespeople? Like you need to book an EBC or how about an executive lunch? That's the future for us. But it all comes down to how am I logging that activity? How am I logging that information in Dynamics to start off with? So then we can take those signals, churn it through the models, and then provide the recommendations to to others. So we have a plan around that. We have certain insights built into Dynamics today from our own digital science team. And we're going to continue to do that going forward. Love that, Duncan. And I think you touched on something fantastic there when you said being able to be prescriptive, because that is huge. That's the power of AI machine learning. And yes, I know as a salesperson myself, I don't really enjoy using a CRM. It's an administrative task that can take up a bunch of time. But then when you see the tool is saying, hey, this could be helpful for you to close this opportunity. Now it's more of an asset instead of a pain in the behind, right? So yeah. that I love that, that you're utilizing tools from that perspective. And the weird thing is, right, in our personal lives, we use AI all the time. So if I'm in my car, and Apple Maps tells me to go left, I'll go left, right? Because there's traffic if I went right. But sometimes when it comes into our business world, right, and we show these next steps to sellers, not saying it's you, Kevin, but you might be, no, I'm, I know my customer better than the machine. <laughs> I think I think that hopefully will change in the business world like it has changed in our personal lives over time. It's a very good point. I don't know what's riskier, losing a deal or turning into traffic or causing an accident. I think, I think you hit something there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Duncan, thank you so much for giving us an insider's perspective into how ServiceNow is using Dynamics 365. That is huge for us. We're so excited to be the provider for you to see how things are improving. So thank you again for shedding light on how you're using it today. My pleasure. Look forward to next time. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at Microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.